0: I'd like to talk about how the face ages and how to know if you might benefit from a facial rejuvenation procedure. In an earlier video, we covered facial anatomy, which is really important to understand the big picture. In a later video, we're going to talk about some of the specific techniques for facelifting and some of the various names and, uh, and descriptions for them. We're going to talk about the aging face now because it puts everything in perspective. One of the changes that causes some of the facial aging that we see is changes to the bony skeleton. So some of the bone changes include uh, changes around the orbits, uh, flattening of the cheekbones, less protuberance of the jaw, changes in dentition. uh, And these can affect how the skin and the overlying structures drape over the face. The next is changes in the fat layer. So, you know, in some people, the fat layer can get thicker if they're gaining weight, but often as we age, we lose some of the volume in the, compa- in the fat compartments. So there's the malar fat pockets, the, the buccal fat pockets, the subcutaneous fat. As that thins, it tends to make the overlying skin more relaxed. So much like the analogy of a, a raisin and a grape, as the, uh, as the grape dehydrates, it becomes more wrinkled. And so this is something that happens in the face as well. So facial volume loss and fat loss starts to happen in many people in their 30s and early 40s. And so this is one of the first things that people notice uh, as they're aging. They may not necessarily get loose skin. Uh, their, Their skin texture might be fine, but they do start to notice a little bit of volume loss, like, for example, flattening in the cheeks or flattening in the temple areas. And this is something that we see patients for that we don't really think need to have surgery, but often they can use fillers to reverse that that trend. Reduction in skin elasticity occurs partly from genetics so some people have lax skin also sun exposure UV radiation these things can make the skin thinner and lose some of its elasticity so again it's not as tight it tends to sag more and this is where people start to see wrinkles and folds that contribute to their uh, their aging changes. Changes in texture and discoloration of the skin can occur really at any age but I think some of the irig- irregular pigmentation or so sort of the roughening and, and creation of fine lines t- really starts to occur again probably in the 30s and 40s and although a facelift itself doesn't really address those uh, it is part of the aging process and it is a layer that can be treated um, you know to give people a good um, improvement in the texture of their skin and, and and even augment a surgical result all of these changes result in an overall change in the shape of the face. So often when patients are younger, they have a more heart-shaped appearance to their face. And as they age, some of the volume superiorly starts to migrate inferiorly and, and then they end up with a more rectangular shape. And, and it's often quite obvious when pe- people show me their photos from when they were 30, and maybe now when they're 50, that one of the big changes is that the shape of, the cha- of their face overall has become more square and it's less of a youthful uh, appearance. Lastly changes in the neck are sometimes genetic many people do have a, a more obtuse angle to the neck there's not a, a sort of horizontal shelf to the neck uh, that we see in some people but that does often get a little worse as we get older again because of volume loss along the jawline uh, loss of elasticity in the skin not so much from loss of fat but more from sagging of the underlying muscles What a facelift actually does is it repositions the what we call tautic um, layers of the face. So ptosis meaning that something droops. So the muscular layer droops, the skin droops and and what we do with a facelift is we reposition those layers and try and get them back to where they used to be. It's not enough to just pull the skin and make it tight. First of all, the skin is gonna relax over a very short period of time. It doesn't give a natural result, and it doesn't really solve the underlying sagginess of the muscle layer. So in one of our upcoming videos, we're we're gonna explain some of the facelift techniques that are used to reposition these layers. It varies from person to person, but in general, what we're trying to achieve with a facelift is sharpening of the jawline, re-volumization of the cheek, and sharpening of the neck. You probably, you can't really expect to to give someone a a shape to their jawline or face that they didn't have when they were younger, but you can often reverse some of those changes to the point that they look fairly similar to what they were like at their their best. So facelift is a a fairly generic term. Really, it refers to a procedure that tightens the neck and tightens the jawline. Various techniques or modifications of the facelift surgery can address those areas independently, Um, for example, A mini lift might improve the jawline, but not the neck, whereas a more comprehensive deep plane facelift would address both. We'll explain that in a a later video. So what does a facelift not do? It doesn't improve the texture of the skin. That's something that needs to be done either with uh, resurfacing of the skin with lasers or chemicals uh, or the use of uh, intense pulse light. A facelift really refers to rejuvenation of the mid and lower portions of the face. It's not something that addresses the eyelids or addresses the eyebrows. Uh, it's not designed to remove wrinkles that we make with muscle contractions. There are other ways of doing those things and sometimes they're surgical but often they're non-surgical. For the upper face some of the surgical procedures we use include brow lifts or blepharoplasty which uh, deals with some of the extra skin that can accumulate in the upper or lower eyelids and these are th- procedures that can be done at the time of a facelift but the facelift itself is really aimed at Revolumizing the cheek, sharpening the jawline, and sharpening the neckline. So, we'll explain the different types of facelifts in our subsequent videos. The next video that you might want to watch is, a, is an important one where I cover the, some of the trends in facelift surgery.